In the name of Jesus Christ, our blessed Lord and Savior, amen. Such a short gospel reading for us tonight as we enter into a new year. You would think more should be read. As the saying goes, though, quantity is not always better than quality. This one verse has plenty of comfort and hopefulness to give for a new year. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The circumcision of Jesus, as you heard, actually falls tomorrow on January 1st, but it serves us all the same tonight as we finish out this year. As we end 2021 with its blessings and curses, we anticipate the first day of a new year made right for us by Jesus. Unfortunately, this male child coming to circumcision is not like the figurines put up of him for Christmas. The modern-day Jesus is more style than substance, more for show than being the Savior. Many begin a new year, as you know, tonight, but they kind of forget that, at least for Christians, we're still in the season of Christmas. Now, Christ's circumcision is not that silent manger scene where we can sing around and look at a kind of an inspiring moment of silence. It's totally quite different. It comes with the cutting, the bleeding, crying, and demand of the law. As God told Abraham and what, he would, what would be the future of Israel, he who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, so shall my covenant be in your flesh, an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God became flesh to free not merely the burden for the Jews, but all people who are under the law. Jesus, born of Mary, bears us ready for a new year with faith and life. In him. Now, Circuit has made another eighth day known for us at the present, mulling over a fallen creation as we tend to do, reflecting over the previous year and looking to the new year. It kind of goes in circles because you're kind of looking at year after year at the same old creation under the powers of sin, death, and the devil. Solomon, in his wisdom, kind of understood this. What has been is what will be. And what has been done is what will be done. And there's nothing new under the sun. The promise of circumcision by the law on the eighth day separated the descendants of Abraham from everybody else. Of course, the Old Testament identity for Israel, you know, was made upon the physical flesh. And, of course, that never reached to the depths of sinful hearts. What Christ gives, though, is a new day over the law that, that centers on him. When God's Son became man and came to his circumcision, the eighth day of the law 
fell on him and his holiness. It would not change, you see, his relationship as the only son of the Father. As Hebrews tells us, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Another eighth day, though, has come by the gospel. Since Jesus died and rose at the start of a whole new week. God created, as you know, all things and rested on the seventh day. But Sunday now marks how Christ provided an eternal day, a new eighth day, over the law's Sabbath before sinful humanity. The mark of the New Testament is not with the old law upon this flesh, but with the promise given by baptism of water and the Holy Spirit of a new creation, a gift from Jesus. St. Paul faced his life with this kind of grace, day by day, year by year, and even when he knew the writing was on the wall, he would tell Timothy these words. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. The circumcision of Jesus also forgives the weakness of our fallen flesh born of merit, of woman, of, of woman. New Year's resolutions may set goals, and there's nothing wrong with that. We should seek to do a little bit better, maybe a little bit different if we need to, as we reflect upon how this year went. But nothing of ourselves resolves the curse of works. What God gave Abraham came first as a gift by faith. And his promising word, long before his circumcision, even came cutting onto the scene. You see, God called Abraham out of darkness. You remember? He told him, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generation for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. Israel later turned that kind of promise away from it to the bodily act of circumcision, the things of the law, and they saw that as a win to worship their works, how things looked just right. Only the cost came to disregard faith in God's grace that was already at work for them as a promise above all things by his word. How often did Israel fall away? Oh, they were still offering sacrifices. They were still doing circumcisions. But in the end, their hearts were far from God. Christ resolves our conflict with the law. First, by blood spilt as an eight-day-old infant. But finally, as you know, his life fully poured out for all at the cross. Glory of the flesh looks to justify works which will never grasp God's forgiveness to freely save sinners as a gift received by faith in him. This grace from Jesus has dissolved the law's death trap to unleash the gospel in a radical way upon the world. Here's what I mean. Last year was a tough year, 2020. And there's posts being put up 
all over the place saying death to 2020. Guess what comes up to 2021 is being put up? Death to 2021. We're just not going to get out of the problem of the curse when we're under the law and all its demands upon our sinful flesh. You see, forgiveness in life goes out to all peoples. But also future generations of humanity. That good news. Until time ends before the eternal Christ. St. Paul describes this grace-filled life greater than circumcision, since it has gone out to all flesh to believe and be baptized, as Jesus sent out that message after his resurrection. There is neither Jew nor Greek, St. Paul says. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male or female, for you are all one in Christ, Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. And you need to realize When these words were spoken at the earliest time of the church, all the people looked different. All the people were not the same. It wasn't about equality. It was about unity. To believe it as a promise and gift from God's word. To refuse this gift before a new year as the highest glory and good of our future calls God a liar. Not with the law, but with his gospel. The circumcision of Jesus at last brings God's name upon our lives. Fear always belongs to the future without God's faithfulness before us. Aaron and his sons as priests were to extend to a marked Israel in the flesh a saving word to still believe. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, God said, and I will bless them. The law was good, but the blessing of God's name was their holiness before the nations. To keep having his name be spoken, put upon his marked people, and to have that name be declared to the ends of the earth. And yet, when the fullness of time came, God's name was cast aside. When the Son of the Father took upon flesh, born of the Virgin Mary, for all blessing. But his own people, as St. John says, his own did not receive him. But to those who did receive him, they have the right to become children of God. Circumcised in the heart through the gift of baptism and the power of the word. Giving the name of Jesus at circumcision confirmed the angel Gabriel's promise of the name given before his conception. It's a holy name that literally comes from God. He already knew it. He already wanted to share it through the angel Gabriel to Mary and to the whole world. That promise. He would save his people from their sins simply because God dwells with us. St. Paul puts it this way. So then the law was our guardian, you heard, until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. Justified is is a future by the faithfulness of Jesus for us all in 2022. 
At the early church, as the early church father Origen notes, Christians are not seen to draw their cur- are, are seen not to draw their courage from things like incantations. Now, of course, you know that'd be kind of spells and kind of those magic things, but it can also be horoscopes. It can also be predictions and statistical analysis of trying to figure out everything as if we have the power of knowing what only God knows. And that's why he said Christians draw, don't draw their courage from incantations, but from the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus heals the afflicted in the mind, puts to flight the spirits of darkness, and to, a, to the sick is an ever-present remedy. So as we step into a new year, we step into it with the name of Jesus. For you, for all. We're still celebrating Christmas. The child Jesus put faulty flesh like ours to be ready for a new year. Eight days later. He's ready. We can be too. The law will be present with every demand. But Jesus is faithful to forgive and bless by his word and sacrament. The law will make Promises that are good for a time, but the eternal promise from the Father is to believe in His Son. The law seems close to our lives, whether we like it or not. That's why we fear death. But God came flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. You're ready for the future since Jesus goes before us to have faith and life tonight and every day of your life in him. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.